Welcome to the Art Life Plan podcast, where we're all about art, creativity, and living your best life. Through stories, insights, and shared experiences, we'll discuss practical approaches to build a creative life for ourselves and our art practices. All right, let's just jump into it. Welcome to another episode of the Art Life Plan podcast. And in this week, we're going to dive into a topic that is essential for every artist, especially during these holiday seasons, cultivating creativity through presence. When we talk about creativity, we're often thinking about, you know, those wild ideas, endless imagination, and just thinking outside the box. And while all of that is undoubtedly crucial, there is an underrated element that fuels our creative minds, and that's just the art of being present. Creativity isn't something that can be forced, as we all know. It's not a tap that can be turned off and on at will. Instead, it's a delicate balance between our conscious and subconscious minds, and one that requires us to be fully present in the moment. So think about it. How many times have you had a brilliant idea where you were lost in thought during a long drive or quiet moment of meditation? Oh, or the ever popular, I'm in a shower and I can't write anything down because I'm soaking wet. (laughs) It's in these moments of presence that our minds are free to wander, explore, and to create without the constraints of our daily worries and distractions. So what does it mean to actually have presence in your art or your creativity? And then also, how can you tell when you're not quite in it? So having presence in your art and creativity just means being fully engaged mentally and emotionally in the process of creation. It involves a state of complete immersion and focus where you are acutely aware of the present moment and your artistic expression flows, both naturally and authentically. When you have presence in your art, you're connected with your intuition, emotions, and the materials or tools that you're working with. It's a state of being where self-doubt and distractions fade away and allows for your creativity to unfold organic. Uh, I always like to, with my students, say this is like that moment when you found your flow or you you feel the vibe of something. Um, You have that aha moment where everything just clicks into place. So as well as knowing what it looks like, it's also good to recognize when you're not in a state of that presence within your art. Uh, And this can be really crucial for your creative growth. So just a few signs that you might be disconnected from the present moment are you have a distracted mind. And I am very guilty of this. Uh, As a Gemini and someone who likes tech and social media, I have a lot of distracted moments. So when your thoughts are wandering and you find it challenging just to create on your, your, to concentrate on your creative work, you might not be fully present. So distraction could come from external sources such as noises or notifications or the internal ones like worries and anxiety. Guilty, 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 and guilty. (laughs) Self-consciousness is another one. Um, If you're overly concerned about how others might perceive your work or if you're constantly comparing yourself to others, you are likely not present in the creative process. Uh, Being overly self-conscious can stifle your creativity and inhibit your artistic expression. Another one that crops up for me is the impatience. Impatience or frustration. Feeling impatient or frustrated and rushing through your creative process indicates a lack of presence. Uh, This is going to allow you to appreciate the journey of creating. And that includes those mistakes and setbacks without being agitated or disappointed. Another one that I think affects a lot of us is just the lack of inspiration. So you might have all these ideas in your head swarming and, oh my goodness, I can't wait to get to the studio and work. And then when you get to the studio and work, they vanish. 
So if you're struggling to find inspiration or feeling uninspired, this could also be a sign that you're not maybe fully engaged in the present moment. Um, If you're in that flow state, the ideas and inspiration will return to you. Uh, The mechanical repetition, and this one comes up a lot, at least when I was in the field with design, I called it the plug and chug um, stage of your day. So, you know, I had a lot of what they called pickup ads where all I'd have to do is change the date and you would just sort of back and forth um, and it felt really mechanical. So being able to engage in your creative uh, practice is helpful. Um, So if you're doing this mechanically without genuine interest or passion, uh, it's going to probably have a lack of presence also. If you find yourself repeating the same technique or ideas without enthusiasm, it's essential to pause and just reconnect with that present moment. And another big one is, are you ignoring your intuition? So ignoring your intuition or your gut feelings about your creative choices uh, may also indicate this disconnect. So being present is going to involve trusting your instincts and allowing them to guide your artistic decisions. To regain that presence in your art, it's helpful to practice mindfulness techniques. Uh, I've gotten really into my, you know, meditation apps, which is nice. And when I feel that sort of anxiety swarm, I know it's time to sit down and do a five and 10 minute one. Techniques like deep breathing, meditation, or just taking a moment to observe your surroundings can bring you back to that present moment. Uh, You can set aside dedicated time for your practice, which is going to, you know, uh, sometimes it's strange because when you schedule something, it seems like it should be rigid and inflexible, but sometimes by just making the time, we'll make that time. Um, You can also create a nice conducive work environment and also try to remove some of those distractions that will help you instead to focus and immerse yourself fully in your art. Um, I will oftentimes work in my studio without what I will lovingly call the distraction box, aka my phone, (laughs) because if something chimes or if I, you know, waft away for a moment or two uh, in my thoughts. Sometimes I know I will find myself magically on the social medias. So I find it sometimes better to just not have them around me at all when I'm working. And just remember, the creative journey isn't always linear. So you're going to have these up and down moments. So it's natural to experience these uh, if you're having that feeling of disconnection. Uh, The key is just to recognize that these moments, um, just recognize them without judgment and just bring yourself back to the uh, present and then just continue your exploration with new focus and awareness. Um, Another thing just... I find it's a helpful tool is I like to go for a walk around the neighborhood when this happens. And then that just sort of getting fresh air clears my mind also. So how can we cultivate the sense of presence in our creative practice? Um, We have our mindfulness, just be aware of our surroundings, our thoughts and our emotions. um, And this will help us um, focus on our work a little bit better without worrying about future issues. Uh, Because I know I can be a doom scroller and I'm worrying about, you know, X, Y, and Z that's coming up. So these, you know, these are nice ways to get yourself back into that flow. And it's not just about being aware. It's also about embracing imperfections. In our quest for creativity, we often stumble upon unexpected outcomes and mistakes. And then instead of seeing these as failures, let's view them as opportunities. Embrace those imperfections. It's going to allow us to remain present. And it's also going to allow us to adapt our creative process in response to the unexpected, which can lead to new and exciting directions. Remember, it's always fun to fail fantastically. 
or as they say, fail and fail better. Another is to just find inspiration in the everyday. I used to keep a paint chip on my back door. I had a little, what are those things called? A bulletin board, memo board that when I would leave the house, I would look up and see. And it would just, you know, I wrote on that paint chip, embrace the art of the everyday. And so when I would leave the house, I would have that sort of momentum going with me as I went into either my work day or my studio day, depending on what time of the day it was. Uh, Life is full of beauty and wonder, and it's often found in those most mundane moments. By observing the world around us with a curious and open mind, we're going to be able to draw inspiration from the ordinary and transform it into something extraordinary through our art. In my day one of my drawing classes, I would also bring this in because, you know, mark making. Uh, You don't have to just use your markers and your pens, etc. What happens, and this is what we would do, um, we would go outside in nature, find 10 objects or so. So leaves, sticks, twigs, um, pine bowl, like the little needles. And we'd bring them back into the classroom, have our paints and our inks, et cetera, and just see what those natural elements that inspired us do in the studio. It's such a great way to bring, you know, that uh, normal, seemingly normal everyday object that we walk by in nature, but bring it in and view it with that new eye. It's, it's a really fun project to do. Also, collaboration and connection can also help with this. Uh, When we engage with fellow artists and we're sharing our ideas or we're collaborating on projects, this could not only expand our horizon, but also keep us grounded in that present moment. The exchange of creativity in a collaborative setting can be a powerful force, and it's going to spark new ideas, perspectives that we might not have discovered on our own. Um, I always, <laughs> I'm, I love to do the spitballing, I will call it. So uh, if I'm in a pair or a collaboration, just spitting out those ideas can just open so many doors uh, to new ideas and new projects. So I talked about my mark making exercise that we did on day one in drawing and in 2D class. But maybe you're looking for some studio hands-on activities that might help to serve as a means to connect you to that moment of being present with your work. So there's quite a few studio projects and exercises that can help you connect with this. Um, And just, you know, here are a few ideas that you might want to experiment with and see which one works best for you. Some might connect, some might not. Um, but the best thing, as I always say in my classes, explore and experiment and see which one works best for you. Uh, one that I like to work with is breath and brush. So with this, you're going to combine deep breathing exercises. Um, spoiler alert, this can go great um, right after one of your breath work exercises if you use meditation apps. Um, So you can combine your breathing exercises with painting or drawing, inhale, exhale mindfully, sync your breath with your brush strokes or your pencil movements, and just focus on the sensation of the brush against the canvas on the paper. Just let your breath guide the rhythm of your work. It's going to create a harmonious combination and connection between your breath, your body, and your art. And this can be another great way to just, you know, loosen up, Think of it as a warm-up exercise. Loosen up, um, connect the hand-eye coordination, and also toss that breath work in there. It can be a really fun way to get new marks um, out of your work. Another fun one is just to have some sensory exploration, and you're going to do this by uh, creating art, in this case, while blindfolded. You're going to use 
touch and texture to feel the canvas or the paper, and you're going to rely on your sense of touch and spatial awareness to guide your movements. Uh, this exercise is going to encourage you to rely on your intuition and tactile senses, and it's going to have a new sense of presence in your work. And this is sort of akin to um, in a drawing class when you have the continuous blind line drawing and then when you're done and you look down you're like oh goodness what was that <laughs> but in this case think of it as you're imagining something and then you're not allowing yourself to see it uh, and you have to replicate it uh, with your hands so you're going to get some really fun and unusual pieces out of this all right next up nature inspired so we're going to do some sort of nature inspired creation. So you could just take your studio outside or you can bring those natural elements into your workspace. This is sort of like my day one mark making. You can create art inspired by the sights, the sounds and the textures and natures. You can use leaves, twigs, stones as brushes, or you could also incorporate natural materials into your mixed media artwork. You know, maybe you want to, maybe you found the perfect leaf uh, or a piece of grass, et cetera. And you could, you know, use some matte medium and just start it as a collage background. Uh, being surrounded by nature can evoke that deep sense of presence and it's gonna help you connect with the environment and you know, sometimes just changing it up and getting out of your studio can be really helpful. So, you know, do some work on plein air uh, and actually use nature with your work. Uh, akin to the continuous blind line drawing, what happens when you draw with your non-dominant hand? So challenge yourself. And you can also check out the books, of course, um, right side of the brain drawing exercises. I'll put that in the link below. Um, but this is one of the exercises from there. So you can challenge yourself to draw or paint with your non-dominant hand. Um, I flip between my left and right hand quite a bit when I work. Like if I'm in a figure drawing session and my right hand gets tired, I mix it up and I just toss it into my left hand and see what happens. Um, this is nice because this exercise is going to disrupt the familiar uh, patterns and it's going to force you to be a little bit more present and deliberate in your movements. So embrace those imperfections. Do we notice a trend here? Uh, and the unique qualities of the marks that you make with your non-dominant hand. And it's going to allow your creativity to flow without judgment. And again, you're going to get some really interesting uh, end results with that. And it's a lot of fun. We already talked about collaboration and collaborative arts. So why not just collaborate on a piece with someone else? Uh, in my color and 2D classes, I like to start everyone off on a giant sheet of paper. And then without telling them, I will ring a bell and say, switch. And so you have to switch to someone else's paper. And then we switch again. And then we switch again. And then eventually we get back to our original piece. And what's nice with this is... Typically what ends up happening at the beginning is you're really precious with the piece. It's a perfect blank piece of paper. What are we going to do with it? Uh-oh, we have to change and work on someone else's. And by the end, it's, you know, wild marks, imaginative, upside down, et cetera, et cetera. And you get really cool results at the end of it. And this, you know, just working together is going to foster, in this case, communication, patience, because what if someone draws over something that you were precious with? Oh, no, this is an amazing exercise for, you know, learning how to adapt. And something that you might see as a failure probably isn't. And then just being present in that collaborative process is going to, you know, include active listening, observation, and then you're going to respond to who you're working with contributions as well as your original. And then at the end, 
everyone has this really cool, unique shared artwork that's going to reflect the presence of everyone who's working on it. So some of these have been more potentially gestural or quick, but what happens if you do the opposite? What happens if you work slowly? So practice the artist's slowness by creating a piece of art over an extended period. So this could be a painting, a sculpture, or any other medium that you want to work in. You could take several days or weeks or months to, to keep working on this project, and it's going to allow you the time and the space to fully immerse in each stroke in detail. Slow art's going to encourage patience, mindfulness, and a profound connection within that creative journey. I like to set pieces like this up off on the side, and I usually have a working table and the working easel, but I have one easel in my studio for this, where I just keep a piece and I slowly ponder it. My marks are much more deliberate than the rest, and you know it serves as a sort of guidepost of where the work is heading. So there is no wrong. There's Fast isn't wrong. Slow isn't wrong. It's just fun to experiment between both of them. Um, emotional mapping can be another fun one where you're going to express your emotions through abstract art. So just identify your current emotions, choose color shapes, textures that are going to be representative of these, and allow your emotions to guide your choices without overthinking. Ah, yes, the old overthinking. Uh, this process of emotional mapping is going to encourage self-awareness and a deep connection with your inner world. And also, again, hopefully connect you to the presence of the moment. So these are just some projects to get started on. You can use them as warm-ups. And again, just approach them with an open mind and a willingness to embrace the process rather than focusly, or focusing solely on that end result. Um, and I know we all have our eyes on the prize, but sometimes it's nice to just have warm-ups where we're just doing something totally different and just for us. So by engaging in these mindful art projects, you can strengthen your connection with the present moment. You can enhance your creativity and you can also have a more profound experience in a sense of fulfillment within your practice. All right. And as we wrap up today's episode, I am going to encourage you to embrace that moment, that power of presence in your own creative journey. Practice mindfulness, embrace those imperfections, find inspiration in the everyday and cherish those connections that you make with others. Creativity is not just about what you create, it's about how you create it. And that can be with, with presence, with passion and purpose. Thank you for joining me on this exploration of cultivating creativity through presence. I hope you feel inspired to infuse your creative process with the mindfulness and embrace the magic of just being present. Until next time, keep creating, stay present, and let your imagination soar.